Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Welcome to the Nuanced Life. We are instituting some changes in 2020. We gave you a little heads up in December, but we are going to start taking advice questions from all of you beautiful people, and it can be anything, y'all. It can be, what should my college major be? When should I have kids? Down to, is there a mixer you recommend? We already know the answer to that question. Beth recommends the professional grade KitchenAid mixer for all your baking needs. But we want to have the opportunity to take the conversation a little wider than the commemorations, which we will still be doing at the close of every episode. And we'll also be sharing, we're calling it a cultural conversation, just some trends we're seeing, pieces we've read, books we want to share, as well. So we're shaking things up a little bit in 2020. We hope you'll enjoy it. Sarah, you mentioned that you have a cultural conversation in mind, and I cannot wait to talk about this. Tell the people. Okay. So over Christmas break, I do a lot of hosting. You do a lot of like getting get together with high school friends, getting together with old college friends, um, being together with family and friends. And listen, is there often alcohol involved? Yes, there is which means everybody loosens up. And I don't know what your experience is with this, but in my experience, when there are a lot of women around at the end of the year with some wine during a holiday season, the conversation often turns to sex, okay? And so I had lots of these conversations over the holiday season, and it made me very sad that several of these conversations involved real issues of sexual dysfunction or a lack of sexual intimacy inside marriage or straight up physical issues um, when it comes to sex. And everything was sort of treated like a sitcom, like, ha ha ha, isn't that funny? And it just made me really sad because I don't want anyone struggling with that level of sexual dysfunction or dissatisfaction and treating it as like a joke. I mean, I know that that's how our culture treats it so often, especially inside marriage. And it is like one long running sitcom joke, but I don't want it to be like that. It makes me really sad. For women in our age group, it's important to remember that if it feels like a sitcom joke, then we are allowing the norms of the 1980s to govern our lives here in 2020. I thought you were going to say... It's important to remind ourselves that is the patriarchy at work, (laughs) which is also true, which is the norms of the 1980s. Right. If you find in your marriage in particular, and I do sometimes thinking like, oh, my gosh, we are just cliche sitcom husband and wife. 
That means there's something to talk about because I never think that and think that is exactly what I envisioned for myself. (laughs) You know, when I have those moments, it's an alarm bell, not a gold star. And it does kind of help me to think of it that way. And usually it prompts me to say something. And very often, if I say just a tiny thing, it unlocks whatever I was really stuck in. And I hear Chad's perspective and we're able to move on much more happily. I'm speaking vaguely. And I want to be clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with ebbs and flow inside a relationship. Okay. We're not all going to have sex two to three times a week, every week for our entire marriages. That's bananas. That's another type of dysfunction, in my personal opinion. I'm not a sex therapist. But, you know, this is like way beyond this. This is, we have sex once to two times a year, or I've never had an orgasm, or it's painful every time I have sex. And I just think it's really important to acknowledge that that's not what anybody wants for themselves. I don't really want to use the word normal, but like that that's something we should talk about and say, hey, that's not cool. Like, you know what it really reminds me of? It reminds me of a conversation I had one time in a baby shower. I was sitting with a friend and she was talking about her labor experience. And she said she'd had a really traumatic C-section. And she was doing this whole, I know, all that matters is that that baby is okay and that it's healthy. And I stopped her and I said, hey, that's not all that matters. And you matter. And you seem really upset by your experience. And I think that's that really makes me sad. And she burst into tears in the middle of the baby shower. Because I don't think anybody had looked at her and said, hey, your reaction matters. And you shouldn't feel traumatized by the birth of your child. You know, and we all want a healthy baby, but that is not the only thing that matters. And, you know, I think that that's what happens with sex. And it's a it's a hard thing to talk about. And people kind of want to joke about it anyway. And especially if it's not somebody you know well. And we all want to keep it light. But, you know, there is a part of me that just wants to stop and say, hey, that's not okay. I don't want you to feel pain every time you have sex. Or I don't want you to live a life where you never have sexual pleasure with your partner. Or... Because the cultural messages are so strong. And I don't think that we should try to meet the expectations of our culture. But we're stuck in this in-between where you have these messages, you're not meeting them. There is a way to make light of them. But you're still hearing that message that like, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And it's just a really terrible place to be in. It's so complicated, too, because you want to make room for a huge range of experiences as normal. It is an enormous range. And we know of just one particular type of experience as normal. And that makes it difficult to make room for all the people out there who are just asexual. And that's the path that they've chosen. I think that's different than what you're talking about, though, where it's being lamented in a group of friends over wine. Because this is one of the few places where someone feels comfortable talking about something. And that is the cultural indictment, right? That there are so few places where we're able to talk specifically about sex without judgment and minimization and without it being pathologized. Well, I think we are getting better about this. And there are so many 
fantastic resources out there. We have a listener of the show, a sexologist, Dr. Celeste Holbrook, who we met live and in person at one of our shows during the tour. And I was so impressed by her. She's been on Jen Hatmaker's show. So we'll put her website in the show notes. If you're looking for more resources, I always think Esther Perel and her podcast is a good place to go. Um, There's lots of stuff out there if you feel like this isn't where I want it to be. Um, and you feel kind of hopeless in the face of it. Cause I know that that's an uh, emotion that often takes over in this particular area. Something really positive though, about these conversations, Sarah, is that people trusted you and the groups that you had assembled with this topic. I've been thinking a lot about new year's resolutions, of course, as we all have. And one of the things that's really on my mind this year is being a better friend And I think a big rock for me in the course of trying to be a better friend is really trusting people with my stuff more. And so I think it's wonderful that you were in these spaces where that kind of conversation was free flowing, even if it took a little bit of wine, you know, at least at least the conversation is started and you could circle back around to it now. And you've established that this is within this is within our scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, some of these people I did not know well, but it's listen, it's the it's the time of year. I think everybody is like ready to talk. Also, I think I give off a vibe of like I have no modesty when it comes to sex and birth and bodies and any of that. So I'm up for talking about any of it all the time. I think it's totally fascinating and an interesting part of the human experience. So, yeah, find a person like that if you are struggling with this or if you have a friend who maybe is struggling with this, maybe become that person for them. I think this year next week right here after we have our cultural conversation we are going to insert our first ask sarah and beth so send those questions to hello at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com we know that often we get emails from you all saying i'm not really sure where to send this we've tried to make it easier just one address it's going to reach all the right people hello at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com and we cannot wait to dispense some advice it's just our favorite thing I mean, I've just been waiting my whole life to do this. I'm an Enneagram one. All I want in life is for people to ask me to make their choices for them. And I'm a two, so I just want you to love me because I've helped you. you (laughs) Perfectly suited. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's January 2020. The year 2020 shows up a lot in science fiction. A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. And a lot of those predictions were wrong. The truth is we'll always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance right. That's where Policy Genius can help. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. 
So if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't get discouraged. Get life insurance. It takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will always get the future wrong. Better get life insurance right. We want to commemorate with Bethany that she attended Evolving Faith. Last year, Bethany wrote to us to commemorate overcoming her fears to buy tickets to go. And she says that she almost canceled several times. And the night before she left for her trip, she listened to our episode with her commemoration for encouragement. She says, and I woke up the next morning and did the damn thing. Did I silently cry a little during our first takeoff that morning? Sure did. The nerves had to come out somehow. Did I happily binge watch Shit's Creek reruns and chat with fellow Evolving Faith attendees and Pantsuit Politics listeners sitting next to me on the second flight? Sure did. Did I nearly cause a scene the next morning when y'all walked by me and my first instinct was to greet you like long lost friends because I briefly forgot podcasts are one way and you don't know you're a part of my morning tea ritual. And then go confess it to y'all because I was so entertained by my lack of chill that I figured I might as well admit it naturally. (laughs) Bethany is glad she went. The kids had a blast. Her sisters took care of them. The conference was what she needed in her life. Four flights later, she's okay with flying again. She says she has a bunch of new authors and podcasters to learn from. She has a coffee date this week with a new friend from her home church that she randomly ran into at the conference, and she has already bought her ticket for next year. She says, thank you for your encouragement and my commemoration back in April and for being a part of the Evolving Faith Weekend. Thank you, Bethany. She really was a total delight. She came to our coffee date. We met her in the autograph line, and she has some incredible energy. And I'm so glad that she's not keeping it at home and that she went to the conferences is coming back again. You know, breaking out of the rut, going to a new space is the absolute best experience. And I think Evolving Faith, you know, Bethany talked about being a misfit and needing to be with people who were deconstructing their faith. It offers such healing. And it's like that church experience, but I don't know, a little more authentic for most, then it can really set you on a new path and dust off, release some burdens, put a new perspective and a new vision in front of people. And and I think it offers so much. And I'm so glad Bethany got all of that from Evolving Faith and overcame her fear of flying and leaving her kids and saw that, listen, everything turned out just fine. My friend Anna, who is the amazing creator of Curvy Yoga, taught me about the cancel voice. She said that she has just given it a name. She realizes right before anything big that's coming up, she hears the cancel voice and it just tells her, you don't have to do this. Just go ahead and back out. You don't need to do this. Here are all the reasons that you don't need to do it. And when she said it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have the cancel voice. I have really yet to talk to many people who don't have some version of the cancel voice. It's often a different thing, but it's that persistent little voice that tells you, no, not this time. And since she has given me that language, I've realized that every time the cancel voice comes up and I say, I hear you cancel voice, I'm going to do it anyway, I'm always glad that I did. Even if it's not like this transformative, wonderful experience, sometimes just okay is really nice. And just knowing that you didn't sort of succumb to the cancel voice, I find very fulfilling. 
I have a cancel voice. It sounds just like my husband because my husband is my cancel voice. Every time he's like, <laughs> I mean, we could just not go. I always joke like we could be heading. Well, I used to joke. I don't joke about it like this anymore. But I used to say during the Obama years, we could be heading to the White House to have dinner with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And he'd be like, mm, we could just stay home. My voice is not. I have a catastrophe voice. So my voice is. Well, if you get on this plane, it's definitely going to crash. You had all these definite signs, you know, that black cat walked in front of you and there were crows as you're walking your dog. Like I have that every time, every time it's like, well, something terrible is going to happen if you leave at this exact moment. And I have to just talk my catastrophe voice down from the edge. I don't have a catastrophe voice at all. And I struggle to remember about you that you have it because it's just so foreign to me. But I have become a lot more of a homebody. I think that I am coming off of my 11 years of a long daily commute that was kind of unpredictable and working in an office and parking in a garage. And now that I've really kind of let all that go, I don't want to go downtown for anything ever. I don't want to park in a garage. I don't want to sit in traffic. The thought of all of it makes me angry. And so I have to kind of psych myself up and remember like, no, I, I really want to do this. I really want to see these people. I really care about this organization. I want to be involved, whatever it is, and talk myself into going again. Chad is not so much a cancel voice. Um, he, he is like more interested in just getting out in the world than I am. And I have learned to just say yes, because whatever he says, let's go do. I always enjoy it. He and I had the best time. Um, our daughters visited their grandparents for a couple of days over the break and he was like, I need to return this shirt. So do you want to go with me? And we had just a really fun night out doing absolutely nothing remarkable. Our dinner was wholly average, way overpriced, terrible service. We just had a lot of fun. It was just fun, you know, to be out with him. It's it's those moments when I remember, like, this is why we're a good partnership, because I really love him best sometimes in these just super average, crappy, mundane times. Well, let me tell you, Bethany, the key to this is that you went on this fun flight and adventure without your children. I had a wonderful Christmas break with my family. And then the last day I thought we need to go to Nashville, even though I'd already had a moment where I was like, no, you know what? I don't have to feel every single day. We can just en enjoy our time at home. But th there was this Lego convention. It was only for two days. And it felt like, look, this is like a good finale. I should have ignored that voice. I should have leaned into my only go on adventures when it's just you and Nicholas. That's not true. I'm about to take my children to Europe this year. So I need to stop busting them so hard. But it was just like the car trip and they, and especially because they had just had total and complete free will in our home for like two solid weeks with interruptions like New Year's Eve and Christmas that weren't exactly putting them in the best like teamwork sacrifices have to be made frame of mind ever that reminded me. Yeah, just follow that adventure voice when it's you and your husband or other adults. That is a good tip because the day that we brought our daughters home, we had a friend's 40th birthday party to go to, and it was downtown. By the time we got there, it was really coming up on bedtime for our kids, and we are very serious about bedtime. It was in a space that was wholly inappropriate for kids. Like I had thought it was going to be more restaurant style and there there are tables and places to have that restaurant style experience where we were, but we were in like a sectioned off area just with couches and like bar access. And so there was no place to color. Okay, my girls are set if they can color, but if there's not a place to color, we are in a world of hurt. So Jane and I played lots of word games 
Ellen did like a little makeshift stand in her lap. We did not stay long at all, though. And then as we walk out to our car, which is parallel parked on a really busy street in maybe not the greatest part of town, there are actual police cars, sirens going off. The smell of weed is overwhelming. There's a huge crowd of people gathered right by where our car is parked to see what the police are doing. And Chad and I are walking our little girls to the car at like 8 o'clock. And I looked at him and I said, well, I think this just cements parents of the year, doesn't it? Like, we really nailed this one. But we got them ice cream, so they forgave us. (laughs) Well, Bethany, we're so glad we got to meet you at Evolving Faith. And that you overcame your fears and you're looking for way more adventures. We hope everybody is starting this new year looking back on their victories, big and small, from 2019 and is ready for a fresh start, a fresh year, a fresh decade. And please send us your advice and your commemorations at hello at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And until next time, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener supported. Go to patreon.com slash the nuance life. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,